No. Oh, yeah. I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah. Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today. Oh, what's up again, Top Rope Nation? It's Thursday night, another week coming to an end, and it's episode 247 of Top Rope Nation. Ryan Drosty here with Mr. Justin Joint. Kyle Ross is around the world right now. He's over, I believe, in Ireland right now. Let's so put another shrimp like on the bobby. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kidding. All of our British friends. I'm kidding. No, no. Or, or, or any of our Australian friends. Um, we do have a pretty good following down in Australia. So don't piss them it's off. Good to hear. It's good to hear. <laughs> yes. I uh, love so Australia, Kyle, although I'd never go there. Too many things I want to kill you. That's true. That's true. I, uh, you know, I've been seeing the pictures that Kyle's been posting and he looks like he's having a good time. We miss him. I'm sure he'll be back next week, though. But uh Justin, we're not doing global traveling, you and I, right now, but how's your week going? Yeah, I'm just happy to have survived uh, Tuesday. I was a little worried weather-wise, but uh, by the time the storms got to us, they were basically nothing. I've, I don't know what it is. The older I get, the more I worry about tornadoes. I don't know, maybe that's, yeah, I don't know if that's age or Same. having a kid or what. I, I'm becoming such a sissy. I also get really freaked out when there's tornadoes in the forecast anymore. <laughs> You know, like I was also pretty panicked. That was, this was kind of the running joke on Top Rope Nation for a while is that the severe weather was always hitting when we were doing podcasts. And Kyle would be like, what is going on out there in Iowa? But <laughs> um, yeah, it was la- was it last night? Was it two nights Tuesday, ago? Like, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Two yeah, ago. two nights ago. It's pretty windy here today. But yeah, we mm-hmm. thought maybe a tornado would happen in the middle of the night. So, I mean, right before I went to bed, I was clearing out some space in my basement. Thought for sure. I would have to grab my kids and head downstairs at one o'clock in the morning. Luckily, that did not happen. So no shortage of excitement for Justin and I out here in the Midwest um, this week. And, you know, we just we had a uh, watch party last night for Dynamite over on the playback app. You guys hear us talk about this every single week. It is opening up to the public now. So if you're following us on Twitter, you'll see us now tweet the link out to that. If you want to join us, we're doing them usually three times per month. A lot of fun. Uh, so anyone can join us now, Wednesday nights, look for the links either in our Facebook discussion group or on Twitter. And so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We haven't done an actual flagship show here for a little while because we did the two WrestleMania reviews and both of those did very well downloads wise. So thanks everyone for tuning into that. But then, uh, end of last week, you know, we were pretty burned out from WrestleMania week, doing the preview, doing the two nights of the reviews. So I felt like gifting our listeners something, and I I sent out the Top Rope Nation classics from about a year ago. We did a WrestleMania 22, the full show, to our main feed. So if you enjoyed that, you want more of that, sign up for the Patreon page. We're going to be doing another edition of classics here within the next couple of weeks. Looks like it's going to be Spring Stampede 94. That's uh, winning the vote over on the Patreon page right now. So. Yeah, join up, get access to that one and all of the past editions of classics in the archives, Top Rope Nation Extra, around like 75 bonus shows that we have done now for Patreon. So hopefully those of you are patrons feel like you're getting your money's worth. I think you are. Most of you seem pretty satisfied. We got some great stuff planned on the horizon, and we very much appreciate your support. So I see Michael in the chat. He wanted Mania 17. 
Yeah, you know, I know that would have been a fun one too. It's a little bit behind in the vote right now, uh, but we did do Mania three. You guys, it's another reason to to check out Patreon. That one released a few weeks back. That's one of the best shows we have ever done. Two hours and forty minutes on WrestleMania three. Yeah, you agree? Oh yeah, definitely. Good, good stuff. So uh, all of that links in the podcast description. So Justin, I I mentioned the watch party we did last night and you know dynamite was a really good show lots of good wrestling Mm -hmm. and then that ending (laughs) yeah your thoughts so initially i was like oh this this sucks this is not good this is not good execution i think most importantly and then more as time goes by and you know i hop on twitter to see what everybody else is saying and everybody is just burying it. Mm-hmm. And then it got to that point to me where it's like, wait, are we kind of overblowing this a little bit? Cause like, it's like, are, are we just upset that they did the, the lights out thing? Cause that makes you expect somebody you're going to know. And it ended up being somebody who 99.9% of wrestling fans had no idea who it was. Yeah. Uh, or was it, you know, was part of it also just having a big beatdown after Samoa Joe getting his, his big moment in the main event? Or was it that that was the surprise when, you know, they'd been hyping an overrun? Mm-hmm. Um, my assumption is it's, it's mainly just people are upset that they did the lights out bit. Uh, it does seem there are some out there who just didn't like that they did the beatdown. And frankly, the uh, what's the guy's name? Singh? Uh, Sen- yeah, Sat- Satnam Singh. Yeah, uh, his initial clothesline of Samojo is pretty lame. Um, kind of getting some, you know, almost giant Gonzalez, uh, <laughs> early diesel Kali. vibes from, yeah, yeah. Kali. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I get the main takeaway is poor execution for something that is otherwise not all that offensive. Yeah, so... We got some news on that uh, this morning. Will Washington from uh, Grap City, he had a report on this. So basically the whole reason they did the angle was because there's been a merger between Discovery and Warner Media, And uh, so Eurosport is the TV partner for AEW over in India, and that's owned by Discovery. So now they have, you know, the inroads into India. And, you know, I mentioned Great Kali. It sounds very familiar with WWE and what they did for with Great Kali all those years. But basically, like, by involving Singh in this storyline, they're hoping to do a lot of social media views in India, which obviously massive population. You can make a lot of money if you make inroads there. I mean, so that's that's kind of the whole deal. So that's understandable. But why you do this in that spot on the show? Yeah, I'm not... I'm not quite sure. I mean, I know they they had the the deal that happened at Supercard of Honor. If you didn't see Supercard of Honor, um, this heel stable, Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal, um, at Supercard of Honor, they attacked Jonathan Gresham after the main event. And that's when Joe debuted. And Joe came down to the ring and he put uh, Dutt and he choked him out. And that's how the show ended. So now... Singh is joining that group. So I guess, you know, if you're going to have Suzuki and Joe on the main event, that is probably where you have to do it. But then at the same time, the way that they built up the show, you know, Tony Khan on Twitter, we got this overrun approved. I think Meltzer had out there that they had up to 30 minutes to do the overrun. You know, everyone 
is wanting to see Cesaro come to AEW. So they got the overrun. They're promoting that big time. They do the lights out gimmick. There's just no winning in that mm-hmm. scenario. You know, when if this is what you have planned and nobody's going to know who it is. I'm sorry. I mean, nobody. I know he got some publicity when he got drafted by the Mavs seven years ago for being, I think, the first Indian player drafted. It was like a second round draft pick. But like he never played a game, a real game for the Mavs. He played some G League. He played some international ball. I think Netflix did a like a one hour documentary on him like five years ago. That's not going to connect with most people. I mean, people just don't know. If you're in that crowd, Justin, in New Orleans, uh, I mean, you're looking at your phone. Like, who is this guy? I mean, mm-hmm. I assume everyone, you know, through the uh, the tapings were, were or as they were walking out of the arena, they're wondering who that was. They're Googling who that was. Nobody knows. I mean, it, it completely fell flat. And it's a shame because it was a great edition of Dynamite. I mean, that yeah. main event was Suzuki and Joe. I mean, holy hell. I think that actually makes it worse is that they were like literally three minutes away from pulling off one of their best episodes ever yeah. in the history of Dynamite. And, and then it just kind of ends with a fart. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, could, I could actually hear Kyle Ross in Ireland <laughs> responding to you. Not fucking good, Ryan. <laughs> it's not fucking good. I just heard like in the wind outside my window, I heard a, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It's just Kyle Ross coming from across the pond. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it, talking to, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, I mean, just wait a week. Yeah. Did it have to happen this week? Just wait a week. Let Joe have his moment. You know, let the overrun be. You extend the match or something else. Um, But yeah, you just do it next week. Build it up a little bit. And I don't know. It Yeah, it was just a wet fart from an otherwise great uh, two hours of television. <laughs> it really was. It really was N- no winning in that situation. Do you think Tony Cod's overplaying his hand with these surprises or, you know, the way that he, and he's a promoter. This is what promoters do. But I mean, ironically, they also said during the broadcast that next week he has a major announcement. And then when oh. you close the show like that, is this like, is this a bit like the boy who cries wolf where eventually like nobody takes these big announcements as being, actually big announcements i i I still think it's the execution like do you think the reaction would have been near as bad as if like jay lethal had that stupid box where he did flipped him the bird like if if instead of doing that stupid thing if they have just been on the ramp and all of a sudden the dude comes walking sing comes walking from the back you know they don't do any of the lights out stuff i mean doesn't that almost automatically save the entire segment yeah, I mean, with the announcers, who is this man? Who yeah, is this yeah. big man? And then you just exactly. go off the air. Yeah. In- instead of them having to explain who this guy is. I agree. That's that is that is a great point. Yeah, because the lights out gimmick, that's been around in wrestling for a while. And when that happens, and, and you good. expect it's, something, something big. Yeah, yeah you're, I mean, I think I, I. I'm pretty sure you, me. And at least one or two other people on the watch along yesterday, we were all like, oh, it's Claudio. It's Cesaro. I mean, who else mm-hmm. could it be? Yeah. Uh, and then it's somebody we never heard of. <laughs> yeah. I put on our Twitter page, like, what do you think the percentage of the audience was who knew this was? 0.1%, you know, 0.5%. I mean, there's just, there's no winning. But that main event, let's talk about the main event. Joe yeah. and Minoru Suzuki was mm-hmm. an awesome main event. And I got to give him credit here for 
how they handled the ROH TV title. Because Joe is now the Ring of Honor television champion. At Supercard of Honor, Suzuki beat Rhett Titus for the TV title. Uh, Suzuki had never held a North American championship before. So obviously just transitional to move the belt over to Joe. But yeah, I mean, if you got Suzuki in the States... Why not do that? Because yeah. Rhett Titus and Samoa Joe not really going to do the same interest for you. So, mm-hmm. I mean, props to them for moving the title over to Suzuki briefly so they could do this match. The chops. Oh. The <laughs> there, it was like, what was it? Five minutes of chops is what it's it like felt like in did. a good way. It was amazing. The purple on Joe's oh, collarbone man. was just absolutely insane. They were. Yeah, I love that match. It It really makes me wonder what the hell happened with Samoa Joe at the end there with WWE getting, getting fired, the getting hired in NXT, winning the championship and then basically being done. It's so Mm -hmm. weird. I hope that story comes out someday. I mean, what a, uh, what a misuse of a town. We said this, you know, so many times over the years, he had a good run with NXT, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you you get him up to the main roster. There's almost nothing to write home about, you know, during that period. And such a shame because this guy over the last, 20 years i mean especially that run he had with tna he was one of the most exciting guys in the business for a long time you go back to like 2005 man i mean the people i was friends with that were wrestling fans around that time loved samoa joe and you finally get him in wwe you get that good nxt run and then years of nothing you Mm -hmm. know he was pretty good as an announcer i'll give him that he performed well but he wanted to wrestle obviously and you know here he is and he doesn't look like he's lost a beat Mm -hmm. right Yep, totally agree. So, yeah, I mean, we had that main event. We opened the show with Penta and CM Punk, which is a really fun match, too. We had the uh, the tag titles on the line with Jurassic Express and Red Dragon. This one we could have a little discussion about because we got into this on, on the watch party last night, too, because, you know, we're talking about the acclaimed and uh, FTR who should Jurassic Express potentially lose the title suit soon? Top, top flight. Top yeah. flight, where have they been? Yeah. Should they lose the title soon? It seems like this this tag division's on fire right now. Mm-hmm. And for as much as we like Jurassic Express, doesn't really feel anymore like they should have the title belts. Would you agree? I think, yeah. Um, for me, part of it is that, you know, I like Jungle Boy a lot. And yeah. Luchasaurus is okay. That gimmick is kind of run still for me and just a little cheesy. I, I prefer him kind of in that lower mid card doing stuff. I mean, being mm. in a tag team is perfect, but I, I just kind of want to see jungle boy get elevated at this point. So I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm really rooting for that Christian feud to happen soon. We had this discussion on the pod late summer i want to say maybe early fall last year about how long they should keep jurassic express together And at that point they hadn't won the tag titles yet and i think we all agreed that the team had some juice left we saw a, a good future for jungle boy and potentially tnt champion like at that point we're thinking maybe even soon and so we had that talk on on the pod of should they break them up soon should they roll with the team and we we all kind of agreed roll with the team a little longer but I think we are running out of juice here. I think it's about time to make that move because he has started to kind of fall into the background a little bit. And Jungle Boy, that is. It's in its sense, the Young Bucks lost the titles that it just feels like the brightest 
stars in the tag team division are not the ones holding the titles. You know, the Lucha Bros, I love them, but their run was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. give, give, you know, give or take it. Um, so I don't, I, I, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here because you, you assume it's got to go to a heel team, which they just beat Red Dragon. The acclaimed is sitting right there, although waiting and letting them naturally turn into baby faces and then getting the titles would be would be, make for quite a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you, baby faces and top flight and FTR that we've mentioned. So it, it's going to be interesting to see who takes it off of them to yeah. to to transition to these other teams that we'd like to see hold them. Right. And, you know, the company is is prone to having long title runs, which I think is more old school fans. We appreciate that. Uh, and, you know, when when Jurassic Express won the belts, there's no doubt they were primed to win them at that moment in time. You know, they were very popular, made all the sense in the world. We were happy to see it happen. It's just it feels like it's time. It's time to move on. Now, there's just too many things going on in the division that are so good that you want to see someone else get that spotlight now. So you know, I don't think it's too soon. I think you you move on at this point and we'll, we'll see where they go. But there's a lot of options. This is what makes it good. You know, tag team wrestling has become such an afterthought in the last 15 to 20 ish years in, in major North American promotions, namely mm-hmm. WWE, yep. you know, um, they, they'll have like a pocket of pretty good teams, but you get the same matches match after match after match. We still see that right now in WWE, but there's so many directions. AEW can go in that division that I'm intrigued. I don't know who wins the titles, but I, I think someone else should is the point. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Now, on the other side of the ring from them, though, we're talking about all these great teams and all the momentum. Red Dragon, not so much to me. They do not quite feel like they've connected with AEW at, at this moment in time. What do you think? Yeah, this might be the quickest. Uh, somebody has lost their luster after a big debut, you know, jumping ship from the competitor. And they already just kind of, I don't know, that. I don't know if it's just because we've seen them for so long now that mm. maybe we're just ready for something different. Or I, I think their shtick has just gotten a little stale. Um, they need to switch things up. It kind of feels to me like that WWE effect in that what we always say in the WWE pay-per-views is here's some guys that have some good matches, but where's the story that draws mm-hmm. me in? And they don't have the story going from for a couple of reasons. You know, when they first came in, it was that heat with the Bucks and Cole and like, you know, which way Cole was going to go. Well, the Bucks haven't really been around much. And then Kenny would play into that when they eventually do, you know, Kenny and Adam Cole, potentially with those factions warring. Kenny's not around right now. So they're just kind of those guys that know how to work and have great matches, but there's not really anything drawing you to watch, watch them. You know, what's the the big story going on with them? That's kind of where the weak point has been. Yeah, they're playing second fiddle to Adam Cole and Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. It, they don't really feel all that important in that feud in the team they're feuding with. The thing everybody's more, you know, interested in is when's Christian going to turn. <laughs> yep. And even Cole, like he doesn't even feel that big right now. I know he has the the title match now on Friday night, but I mean, I'm ready for him to move on <laughs> you know, from that yeah. too. You know, they had a good match at revolution. I think it was a great match. They had a good match at revolution, but you know, hopefully Paige moves on from this into to something fresh. I honestly, I don't know who Paige is going to work at Double or Nothing. It seems like Punk is somewhat likely, 
there you having a babyface babyface match. I don't know what other direction they go for him right now, though. Coming off of this feud, I I certainly don't think Adam Cole should win the world title. No, so <laughs> no. Uh, so I don't know. You know, we're gonna be there in Vegas. I'm not quite sure who Paige is gonna be working. Do you think? Do you think Punk is the most likely right now? The, yes, that seems to be the way they're going. Yeah. But the problem with it is, is he's going to take all the shine and eyeballs that you've been trying to build for Hangman Page as your big top baby faces. Yeah. I, you know, outside of maybe like me, <laughs> everybody's going to be rooting for Punk. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think it just make for a bad look for your for your big uh, your homegrown talent. This has kind of been the whole problem with Paige's, uh, you know, his whole title run. He's had some good matches. You know, he had the matches with Brian. You know, Brian kind of turned, but people still cheer Brian Danielson. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Uh, you know, and then he worked Cole right after Cole comes into the promotion. So at that point, you know, Cole's pretty hot. So he has, he kind of has felt like an afterthought in his feuds as champion. Unfortunately, we don't, you know, didn't expect that to happen. Everyone was so jacked for him to finally win the world title, but this was the, also the problem of when he got the title because there was so much change happening with the promotion at the time. You know, we had all these discussions on the pod at the time about, you know, Page has, Hangman Page has been the the, the uh, potential destination here for Kenny to lose the title to, but boy, you could sure make an argument that it should have been Brian Danielson at the time. And then Brian could have dropped it maybe to Page at, at Revolution or something. And so there was there was so much thrown at the promotion at that time late summer, early fall, they stuck to their guns on it. They're, they had a lot of different ways they could go. And yeah, so I, I think that's I, hurt Paige. I'm glad they stuck with their guns. I, I think we will look back on this title run fondly years from now, just like we have with, you know, other guys who maybe in the moment their title run doesn't feel all that important. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the story they're doing with him is really good where like, you know, to get the title, he had to believe in himself, and he's still working on that confidence of being the world champion. You, know, you look at that Lance Archer feud when the Texas death match was brought up there, he acted scared. But now yeah. he's got the confidence, and when it was brought up to Cole, he was like, we're doing a Texas death match you know, with authority. He was all about it. So I, I like those little uh, details that you know, if you're paying attention, stuff pays off. Yeah, the booking of this promotion, the small details always pay off. You know, you get rewarded for paying attention mm-hmm. closely, unlike other places where they want you to forget <laughs> things that happen. So, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, good discussion, though. I mean, a lot of stuff going on. Do you have any predictions on this big announcement Tony will have next week on Dynamite? Just like out there, just like with before the Ring of Honor uh, announcement, I- I'm hoping it's something to do with HBO Max and streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my hope. Any, I, I can't think of anything else that won't be a disappointment to me. Like, I, I know you're more into the gaming stuff. I don't really, I'm not as invested in that aspect of it. So I'd be shocked if that was any, uh, any part of the announcement. And as you mentioned in our watch along, you know, they're not going to make an, a huge announcement of, Hey, the video game's coming in the fall <laughs> in six months. <laughs> Get ready. Big time announcement. And I just, yeah. and I don't, you know, I, I somebody else mentioned, will the huge announcement be Cesaro? I, I it doesn't feel like that's how you, they've ever debuted anybody. Um, 
I mean, they kind of did with Christian a little bit, but I mean, they've specifically said this is going to be a Tony Khan announcement, right? Right. Okay. So yeah, that makes me think it's not going to be a new wrestler. So for me, the, I guess the other thing, maybe more details on this partnership they've got with new Japan, because they're mm-hmm. adding the TV to their streaming service. But once again, that's already basically been announced. Uh, so for me, it's got to be something with uh, what they're going to do with streaming in the future. And fingers crossed, HBO Max, because I have HBO Max and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for him to deliver. I think, <laughs> you know, the fan base is going to be pockets of the fan base that think once again tony didn't deliver after all this hype so he always puts himself in these spots where it's it's hard to live up to what you are you're putting out there i think you know as far as what could be classified as big it's probably like a ring of honor television deal but the last announcement was ring of honor Mm -hmm. Uh, it could be that i know he's working on turner potentially for something uh and he had talked about in a recent interview that the supercard of honor did better i think than they expected and he was going to use that as a selling point you know for potential television he, he wants to get roh on weekly television so it could be something related to that yeah hbo streaming that would be big a joint show with new japan in a couple Just of months that would be huge you know that would that would classify to what uh could be classified as a major announcement the video I, game like it i don't know the video game there was some news that broke about that we're going to get into a little bit later but I, I just don't think that news works well you, in that slot. Go ahead. You, you know what I hope his big announcement is? His huge announcement is that is he has, what's the word I'm looking for here? He has neutralized all those <laughs> nasty bots on Twitter that have been oh, attacking no. AEW. He's learned his lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the bots, he commissioned this expensive, expensive uh investigation they found all these nasty bots attacking aw no it's yeah cesaro a cesaro signing would be pretty big people would be excited about that Mm -hmm. too if he brought him out that'd be better than like when he announced christian as the signing which didn't really seem to live up to the hype because that was people were like is this gonna be brock lesnar yeah (laughs) they were they built that up so much that was what revolution last year and yeah i think it was i think it was revolution wasn't it was it uh, which was the same show that they botched the death match finish mm. unfortunately it would make a really good show though other than that so it was one other thing where it was like ah really good show lots of great matches in that last couple minutes of the show yep. everyone's talking about just like last night uh before we go any further guys uh let's get some housekeeping out of the way by the way i mentioned wrestlemania our two nights reviewing both nights of wrestlemania 38 did really good in downloads i would appreciate everybody who tuned in for that and if you're still with us and you haven't please hit subscribe every time we get new subscribers on the podcast feeds it helps us with the search algorithm so whether you're on apple or spotify or podbean or wherever you're getting your podcast please subscribe better yet leave us a five-star rating or a written review and as i said at the top of the show the best way to support top rope nation is by becoming a patron of the show we need a handful of you to join so that we can reach our our next goal, which is 40 patrons. When we get to 40 patrons, I can release my unheard audio of my interview with Bobby the Brain Heenan from 2002. I wrote some articles with some quotes at the time from that interview, but the audio has never been heard, and not all the quotes were published in the press at the time. It's the first time I ever interviewed anyone from 
the wrestling industry. So if you want to hear it, we got to get to 40 patrons and then I'll release it on the Patreon feed. So even if you just join for one month to get us to the goal, do it. I want to release this thing. That's the goal we set a couple of months ago. We're getting close. Need a few more of you to sign up and you'll get access to that Spring Stampede 94 show that we do here in a couple of weeks. So Justin, uh, before we jump to Cody Rhodes, I'm going to make that our, our main segment this week. That's what we're going to finish with. You mentioned the video game here a couple of minutes ago, and there was some news that dropped about the AEW video game. Now, the game was first announced in the fall of 2020. It's been a while. If you go back into our archives, we did a show the night they announced the video game. It was myself and Okadrian, Adrian Foster from Twitch and GameStop TV. It was a really fun show. It's on YouTube or our podcast feeds and And we talked about what we might expect from the game. We talked about the developers. If you like video gaming, wrestling video gaming, you should check that out. Um, But the news that we have been told here over the last 24 hours or so is that the working plan with AEW backstage is they want to release this game in September of this year. And that's earlier than most people thought. I think most were expecting maybe quarter one of 2023. Uh, the development's been very slow on this, but it, it's always slow when you're doing the first game in a series because, you know, you're building it from the ground up. They really want to get this right. Kenny Omega has kind of been the point man on this project. Kenny is a huge gamer, if you didn't know that. And so he's had a lot of input on the game. But apparently they have a video game developer lined up, you know, or uh, yeah, publisher, I should say. They have a publisher lined up. You need the publisher to release the game. So that's what we were toying with, with this idea. Would that be the big announcement? They reveal the publisher. I just don't think that that's going to connect with the audience. (laughs) Uh, But that is it it is a huge story, though, to get the publisher and to have that in line. Apparently, they have someone and they're planning on September. Now, plans can always change, especially in the video game industry. You know, I was talking with a buddy of mine today. I will never forget the summer of 98. When WWF Attitude was supposed to come out, I believe in June that year, and I was, you know, finishing up, getting ready for, I think, freshman year of high school. I'm like, I got all summer to play this game. I cannot wait for this game to come out. And then they delayed it two months and it came out at the end of the summer. I was so mad. (laughs) It's like, no, I'm going to be back to school now. I won't be able to play it all night. And so, (laughs) you know, like these games, they, they can still hit delays. We don't know for sure. But apparently... Like backstage, that's the word, that's the working target is to release it in September. So way earlier than we thought. Um, And the reason like this came up is apparently, you know, some of the roster moves of late and the theme song changes and stuff, they're like up against the deadline where they can make it into the game because WWE 2K22 just came out a few weeks ago and there's tons of people in that game who've been released since, you know, so they have. They had these deadlines months before the game comes out. And apparently, like, they're at the deadline now for people that are going to make it into the game and the theme music that's going to make it into the game and so on. So, you know, we're getting close. Kenny has talked about there's going to be a story mode in the game. Uh, We've been told over the the last few months, you know, that the game is probably going to resemble, like, the Revenge, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000 games. They've got uh, the director... Mm -hmm from WWF No Mercy back in the game. He is working on this project. They've got Ukes, who worked on the early uh, SmackDown games for WWE. So it's going to have definitely kind of a a throwback feel to it. And, I mean, a lot of people are really looking forward to this game. I am big time looking forward to it. We might get it sooner than expected. So that's, that's the news going around right now. 
um, Kenny did an interview with uh, Wrestling Observer Radio and our, our good friend Garrett Gonzalez a couple months ago, and and they were talking about it. And he admitted on that interview that, look, this game, it can't compete with 2K22. Like visually, it's not going to look as good as that one. It's probably not going to have as many options. But what they want to deliver is an, a game that you can pick up and play and have a good time with. And, you know, Justin, you played games back in the day and mm-hmm. you know that you'd have these sleepovers in junior high. And like, it didn't matter if people were wrestling fans. Everyone wanted to play revenge. You know, oh, everyone absolutely. wanted to play Numer- no mercy. And if you have a game that's easy to pick up and play, yep. that can serve as a, a gateway, right? To get new fans. That's I, all my buddies who weren't really wrestling fans who only would watch because I'd make them occasionally. They all played and loved those games. Mm-hmm. Same. And it, it made people like aware of even if they weren't watching the proc, they knew who some of these names were. And maybe they would, like tune in casually here and there. And so like Kenny realizes the gate, how this could be a gateway to new fans and open up new markets and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a huge moment for the company. I don't think it would qualify in TK's announcement next week, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it's big news, though. When I saw that, I was. I was pretty excited, and I'm sure some of you listening were as well. So let's move on to Cody Rhodes, Justin Joint. Uh, Cody's still making all of the headlines in WWE. Now he's about two weeks into his run, so it hasn't been too long, but he's made a lot of television appearances. And I don't know about you, but you know we've been pretty negative on WWE in recent months, maybe recent years. But other times we've been very positive on WWE. It just depends, you know, what they're doing. I They've deserved the criticism in recent years. But for me, when I'm checking out WWE television right now, it's mostly to check out Cody. Would you would that be the case for you? One thousand <laughs> percent. You know, I, I watched the uh, Raw after Mania just for Cody. As soon mm-hmm. as he was done, turned it off. Don't care. Just want to see what they're going to do with him. He He's become must must watch tv uh if only because of something i saw you have in the notes there that they're doing with him yes what you know what's interesting about this is if you see all the the warring factions on social media the wwe fans the aew fans now we wouldn't we wouldn't like align ourselves with those factions we're professionals and we just criticize and we praise what deserves to be criticized and praised We want both promotions to be good because we do a podcast and we would like to have a lot of good stuff to talk about. So what's interesting about Cody, though, is, you know, you see all these discussions going on and people say, oh, look how dumb AEW is that they let this guy get away. And uh, he's a bigger star in WWE than he'd ever be in AEW, you know, all this stupid stuff. But the, the thing about it is everything that is working for Cody right now is basically giving credence to the success of AEW. Like, it is legitimizing AEW. Everything about Cody, from his theme song, to his logo, to his ring gear, just his look in general, that none of that is a WWE creation. So when the crowd reacts to him louder than anybody on the WWE shows, which is the case right now, what does that say for WWE? Because they're reacting to something that wasn't created under their umbrella. It shows you that Cody was right to bet on himself. And he created this character 
himself. Also, what does it say about the WWE theme song department, by the way? The Cody, like, by far has the best theme song on the <laughs> roster. And that was not created by WWE. You know, that was that downstate band that created the song. Uh, <laughs> and it's by far, I've seen, like, comments on social media about, oh, man, Cody Rhodes has the best wrestling theme already. And, like, already, he's been using this theme for years. Where have you guys been? You know, but it's it's the theme he was using on the independence and then with AEW and he brings it to WWE It's the best theme song in the company. And so it shows that Cody knew what he was doing, but like how long, what I'm interested in, maybe a little sadistically here is like, how long does WWE let him be elevated above their own creations? Now it's to their benefit to elevate him and to continue to push him and to their credit, they are letting him be like the prime thing on Monday Night Raw right now. But we know we also know what the history of this company is. And when you have stars that were created elsewhere or not by them, they always seem to have an agenda against that. And we haven't seen that happen yet with Cody. And I hope we don't because they need to keep this momentum rolling. But that that to me is going to be interesting how this plays out long term, because they're pushing a guy that they didn't create. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Justin? Yeah, that was, you know, all the excitement. It was basically a sure thing, at least as far as you and me were concerned, was that he was going to be at WrestleMania to be Seth Rollins' opponent. Yeah. The big question was, what was he going to look like? Were they going to let him have the music that says the word wrestling at the very beginning of the song? Um and they did. As you said, they let him do the Cody Rhodes package from the quote-unquote indies. Mm-hmm. The thing that he built himself and is, you know, I totally agree with you is the big question mark, how long does it at least appear on screen that he is having some creative input or at the very least, how long does he or is he able to come off as this kind of outsider mm-hmm. compared to with all the other guys? And I, I think the big factor when it comes to that is how long before he gets his title shot. You know, they, they gave us the Rollins match at WrestleMania, which was good. Although, as mentioned in the review, I didn't like that. It felt like the third match in a trilogy. Uh, I did not watch the most recent Raw because I couldn't give two shits about him seeing, seeing him wrestle Miz. And I just knew that it was going to be some long competitive match against somebody who I'm sorry is a mid Carter on mm-hmm. WWE. So, you know, they're already for me losing some of their steam. I'm, I'm pretty sure at WrestleMania backlash, he's going to have the rematch with Rollins. Now things get interesting after that, because I believe after that is uh hell in a cell. And that's in Chicago, which is mm-hmm. known for a hot crowd. So, you know, and after that is Money in the Bank, which is at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, a big stadium show. I think they have to pull the trigger on him being the one to dethrone Roman Reigns, even yes. if it is, even if it is just for like three or four months. And, and those dumbasses want to put it back on Roman so that The Rock can beat him at WrestleMania 39 or whatever dumb shit they're going to do mm-hmm. there. My personal opinion, Roman doesn't need the title anymore. He, he's a big star. I would love to see Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania. Doesn't need to be for the title. 
they can just do it for who's the big chief or whatever. Uh, and yeah, let's let's give Cody that big title run. I was, I was trying to look at, see what, in the next six months, if they're running any big uh, Madison Square Garden shows, because that would be a kind of a cool place for him to win the title. But I, you know, they have beaten me down, beaten me down. They is in WWE. So I am very pessimistic about them pulling the trigger on an early Cody Rhodes title run, not a year from now. Yeah. Um, they are running the garden on July 25th. I don't know if that's TV or not. I just know the date from this calendar I'm looking at of all their 2022 dates. And they're running again like the day after Christmas. So July so that, 25th. That is, that is five days before SummerSlam. Hmm. Interesting. I don't is know that raw? That makes hmm. sense. Because this says uh, July. Yeah, that's 30th. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're doing a early SummerSlam. That's right. So that must be raw then, right? Is SummerSlam on a Saturday? It's, yeah, it must be. It's got to be. Yeah. So July, yeah, July 25th is a Monday. So probably not going to do that because I'll have a big match for for SummerSlam schedule, but I agree with you. And, you know, I think I'm glad you agree with me. I, was that the show you were on? Was that our night one review where we brought this up? And I, I think I said to Kyle on that show, I think they got to have Cody challenge sooner rather than later. And it, I think I said, you know, out of necessity, who else do they have? Mm-hmm. And I even said kind of what you said that I think he's got to win the title to legitimize him. I think you got to do, you got to have a new top guy. Roman has run through everybody over the last couple of years he can't hold the title all the way until next wrestlemania it'll just be too stale it's already stale Mm -hmm. you got to do something to shake it up and cody's the hottest guy in the promotion outside of roman right now and you know if they keep rolling with it again it's going to be interesting because he's not a wwe creation i mean okay look at raw who feels like a bigger deal right now cody rhodes or kevin owens who just worked with steve austin who is now working with Ezekiel. Yeah. I mean, come on. Exactly. Like Cody is is the the biggest thing going. Again, he's not their creation, but it's working and you got to roll with the hot hand and he's got so much momentum right now, man. And if, if they can continue now, I agree with you. When I saw he was going to work Miz, I was a little worried cuz you know, Miz was wrest- world champion on WrestleMania 11 years ago. He has been around so long doing mostly nothing like now we gave him big props god this was four or five years ago on this podcast when he was doing the great heel work it was a long time ago Um, but you know since then he definitely is solidified as a mid carter rollins i hate the character he does right now when he came out (laughs) monday night for that match and did the dancing and the freaking laugh i'm cringing but you know what a lot of the audience likes it. I mean, they sing they sing along to his theme song. So what I don't like it, it's like channel changing heat to me. But um, hopefully he moved to the other side of the Quad Cities. We don't want him to be associated with yeah. Iowa anymore. <laughs> yeah. So but I mean, Rounds is a star. He's a bigger star, you know, on the tiers than the misses, I would yep. say. And so, yeah, he debuts against him. They have a pretty good match. He wins clean. They're going to have the rematch. They better not pull that 50-50 shit here. Cody better beat him. They better not have Seth Rollins win that match. The match he had this week that you said you didn't see yet uh, Monday with The Miz was not great. 
it was very WWE style. There was a lot of rest holds. There was chin locks. Oh, there was yeah. headlocks. It he won clean, you know, at the crossroads. Got a great reaction when he came out, but it was not the most exciting match. So, uh, and I yeah, knew that's moved- how. I mean, you just knew that's what it was going to be, and that's why yeah. we keep banging the drum. They've got to pull the trigger soon. Strike while the iron's hot. He is a big deal. And you can make him an even bigger deal by beating Roman. And why not? You've you've probably got him locked up for another three years or whatever. So yeah. you're gonna you're gonna make a lot of money. Make make another star. I dare you, Vince. <laughs> Plus, it's the story that they're yeah. running with. Yeah. I mean, the first promo he did was about winning the world title. So why not? <laughs> you know, yep. That's if if they do it six months from now. Eight, nine months from now, people, I mean, wrestling fans got short memories, man. They might forget, especially in WWE, where they want you to have a short memory. You know, like if they if they're gonna introduce that as the rationale for why he came to the company, man, you gotta you gotta pull the trigger. I think you gotta do it. We'll see. But I'm intrigued you, by it. You definitely I I mean, would you agree you cannot wait any longer than SummerSlam? SummerSlam is the deadline. I was going to give you an over under using SummerSlam tonight, like SummerSlam or before or after SummerSlam. And I agree. That is the absolute latest. You can do it. Mm-hmm. But they got, you know, intriguing options before then because they've got, as you mentioned, money in the bank and a stadium. They've got was a hell in a cell in Chicago. It's going to have a hot crowd. And Cody's, yep. you know, bed in front of the Chicago crowds a lot. They, ooh, I don't know. Will they be booing I, him by yeah. then? That's the only worry in Chicago. I, I think it means that I, I would be willing to bet, you know, it's a, it'll be a much more pro WWE crowd that would just be happy to see him mm-hmm. uh, compared with all the other WWE guys they've been seeing for the past 10 years. I'd be willing to bet he gets a good reaction. Yeah, most likely. Crowd hasn't turned on him yet. Not showing any signs of turning on him so far. It's working. So, yeah, go with the hot hand, I think. It'll be interesting to see what they do. But so far... Cody's two-week run with WWE is, is going well. He's he's worked with people that are his friends so far. And I I almost wonder, like, did he request to work with the Miz? You know, it's possible. And they go way back. They've been good mm-hmm. friends. He's been friends with Seth. So, you know, so far he's worked with people he's very, very familiar and comfortable with. Um, you know, we'll see how that changes when he gets in there with people that he hasn't been in the ring with before. You know, there's a lot of them there now. So We'll see, but you guys let us know what you think. Should they make Cody Rhodes WWE champion by SummerSlam? If not earlier, you can comment on the YouTube video. Send us an uh, email, topropenation at gmail.com. We'll read them on the air next week if you want to send us a long-form response to that. Or, of course, you know you can get involved in the Facebook group. Uh, search Top Rope Nation Pro Wrestling Discussion, or the link is here in the podcast description. Justin, I think we hit all of our topics we had planned. Did you have anything else you wanted to get to tonight? Because no, man, boy, we rolled through that. that yeah, those fifty sure. minutes felt like ten. Yeah, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, it was a good show. Good show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I appreciate everyone who joined us on the live feed here Thursday night. Um, you know, if you don't, if you want to join us in the future, subscribe to the YouTube channel and turn on the alerts so you know when we go live. But it is usually Thursday nights uh, next week. We will have Kyle back on the podcast probably the week after that. We'll be releasing that classic show on Patreon with Spring Stampede. So a lot to look forward to over the next few weeks. Oh, and by the way, going to be at Double or Nothing weekend. It is 
confirmed, Justin. We are booked. We're going to be doing a show at the Wynn Casino in oh the boy. Blue Wire studio. Oh boy. Yes, indeed. So boy. if you're if you're around, let us know. I, over in the Facebook group, send us an email. Get some fans together to watch the show from, you know, behind the glass there in the lobby of the Wynn Casino. Justin, that would be the moment in time where we look out and it's like, we have made it. Here we are. <laughs> We're in the Wynn Casino in this multi-million dollar studio talking about double or nothing the next day. We're going to be doing that uh, early, early Monday afternoon. We'll have a video, professionally edited video of us at the Blue Wire desk in the casino. Uh, in the casino studio that will go up on our YouTube channel. And then, of course, I'll release the audio here on the main feed as well. So I am really, really looking forward to that. That is going to be a lot of fun. I am nervous. I've, I've, I've never performed <laughs> on the big stage before. Dude, it's going to be crazy. They got like a control room there in front of us. They got a director running multiple cameras. They'll be actually mixing the audio for us. I won't have to do that. I'll just wow. be able to sit back and just talk to you guys. So... Ooh. Dude, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So looking forward to that. Of course, thank you to Blue Wire for uh, supporting this show. Ever since we signed with them back in uh, early 2020, they've given us a lot of opportunities that we wouldn't have had otherwise. We're very thankful for that and can't wait to check out the studio in person. So everyone, thank you for joining us for episode 247. We will catch you all next week. Have a great weekend and take care. Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses.